I already have it lined up, dude. Nah. I'm getting a cherry pie, and I'm playing the song Cherry Pie. No, nah, that means if you're if you're giving her cherry pie, she's you, my cherry pie. That's the reason why you haven't been laid in like three months. <laughs> I know nothing. Nothing, man. You know nothing. You're listening to the I Know Nothing podcast. Where, where, where did you come up with that? I don't know. With Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. And Tyler. Tyler, of course that little shit. They know nothing! Why you say I know nothing? What? I don't know anything. What a story, Mark. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I Know Nothing podcast. Currently the fourth rank podcast by the title of I Know Nothing. I swear to God, I found another podcast by the same title. Um, I gave it a listen, actually. It was pretty good. But yeah, that bumps us down to four now. So we leapfrogged past third? Yeah. Well, no, there was, so the last episode, I found another one that was like an empathy-based conversation. That one was actually pretty interesting. And then I found a new one that I think was like more in the art domain. There's a lot of podcasts by the same name, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, We need all the empathy we can get, honestly. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I am your host. My name is Mark. I am Tyler. And Tyler, who do we have on the podcast today? Well, we have a man who is larger than life in both his persona and his um, his arsenal of voices. I know him as a voice actor. Um, he is also a karaoke master. Um, I think he has a an orange belt in karaoke. Um, he's also a registered massage therapist. And um, maybe we can squeeze his cartoon reverend persona out of him. It is Chris McPherson. <laughs> what's going on hey chris so glad to have you man that's not um, my cartoon uh, reverend right there. <laughs> uh chris how have you been how have your last couple months over quarantine been what's life been like for you yo i gotta tell you man i'm loving quarantine it is amazing you want to know why it's amazing because yes, the, the people you don't want to see you don't have to create no bullshit excuse not to see him you'd be like sorry quarantine <laughs> interesting That's a good point. yeah that is a very good point so do you feel like you have more people in your life that you don't want to see than that you do want to see um sometimes you know what though i have to say it like with me um i have a lot of friends but sometimes i just prefer that that solitude that isolation you know because that's where I do my best work, like like my best writing, coming up with voices and, and, and things like that. I just find like the busier it is, like, you know, before quarantine, it, it was harder to find those moments to create. Mm-hmm. Right. But now you have no excuses. Now you have to create. You have to create. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's nice to have like the uh, the like the space to think and just like process your thoughts. But I feel like when you get too much in your own head, sometimes it's also kind of annoying as well. You kind of go down some rabbit holes. Yeah, I, I totally can see that too. I think it just depends on the person, right? We're all built different. Some of us are built for, you know, quarantine, lockdown life and others. We're not. Yeah. Some of us are four wheel drive and can handle all terrain. And some of us are only city vehicles. Mm, it's very true. Very true. <laughs> Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I and I'm a car that has no tra- no traction on the tires, just spinning. <laughs> You're a car that's strapped on a pair of skis and is just rolling down a hill somehow. That's it. That's it. There are adapters like that where you can put skis on a car. It's it's mm-hmm. cool. Check mm-hmm. it out. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. Um, well, Chris, we are so thrilled to have you on the podcast today to talk to you about the world of competitive karaoke singing. Uh, before we get into it, we have a quick game that we like to play at the top of our episodes. It's called Down to Quizness. Uh, basically what it is, it's just a game where we ask you a bunch of lightning round questions. We all try to think of answers at the top of our head. Um, and this just helps our audience get to know you a little bit better as well as myself and Tyler. Does that sound good? Cool. Let's do it. Perfect. Let's get down to it. Uh, so the first question I have for you right off the bat, do you have a favorite cartoon? Oh man, there's so many favorite cartoons. Uh, you know what? If I had to choose like the most favorite cartoon, it would probably be Robotech. That's like where it started it for me, I think. Great wait, wait, wait. Answer. Robotech or just Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny? Classic. Can't go wrong. I don't even think I know what Robotech is. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You know, we're from different eras, but Robotech, <laughs> listen, without Robotech, there's like no Transformers. There's no machines transforming. It's nothing. Robotech was the first to make it pop. There would be there would be no Gundam Wing if it wasn't for Robotech. Damn. There'd be no Joe Biden if it wasn't for Robotech. Okay, well, what? maybe. <laughs> wow. That's, so, that's too much. You are much older than I thought. Um, <laughs> Robotech was made between 1982 and 84 in Japan, then was adapted and aired in 95, 80, 85. Yeah, boy. Damn. Wow. Classic. All right, well, I know what I'm watching after this. Listen, I mean, it's obviously it's an aged, uh, it's an aged anime, but I'm telling you, man, Robotech is pure fire. It's pure fire. Give it a watch. the voice acting on it? Uh, you know, it's dated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the best. It's not too bad, though. Great answer. Great answer. How about yourself, Tyler? Favorite cartoon? Oh man, I mean, classic lava uh, the the Lavatar, the Last Bearbender. Um, <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> Avatar, the last airbender. Sorry, what's your job again? Um, the, um, no, no, no. Have you not heard of Lavatar, the last bearbender? Um, no, it's this I'm guy. Not. He's made of lava and he just bends bears in half. He's actually a registered massage therapist in the show. It's great. That must be the Wish version. <laughs> yeah, that's the Wish version of Avatar is Lavatar. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Avatar is great. I mean, honestly, Netflix makes some interesting stuff. I'm actually watching uh, Love, Death, and Robots right now. Mm. And Ooh, each yeah. episode has a different animation style, and I think that's super cool. But some of the l ones almost look like they're real people, but they're still animated, and it's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I do want to check that out. I've heard really good things. Um, sort of on that note, I think I have two answers for this because I have a favorite cartoon now as an adult, um, and that's BoJack Horseman. But it doesn't really feel like a cartoon because it's it's kind of like a sitcom or like a drama that just happens to be animated, um, which is also on Netflix and is a great show. But I think like my all time favorite, like going back to when I was a kid, is probably Teen Titans, just because Ooh. like. Like seeing superheroes and also like Cyborg was a really cool robot, so it was yes. always fun to like watch him. Yeah. Oh man, I look he had a crush on Raven too. Yo, oh yeah, the, of course. The, the original <laughs> Teen Titans, fire, pure fire. Absolutely. Uh Chris, next question for you. Are you a pie man or a cake man? Yo, team cake all the way. Oh, okay. Interesting. Do you have a favorite kind of cake? Chocolate, bro. Classic. Interesting, interesting. Cake over pie all day. Well, here, now I'm going to throw a wrench in that. I'm going to say pies because you can also, you can get savory pies and sweet pies. You don't hear like meat, meat cake, but you can have like steak pie, right? 
You know, meat pies, get cherry pie. That's a reach. That's a reach. Listen, the only reason why they put meat into a pie is because they're trying to actually make it interesting. Okay. Damn. <laughs> cake, cake is like the ultimate, man. It is the ultimate. You can have any kind of cake. What is pie? Pie is just a whole bunch of fruit chopped up, put into like some pastry. You drizzle like what? Some sugar on it and you throw it in the oven and that's it. That's it. Garbage. Straight garbage, man. You just, you <laughs> Do you cake. sell cakes like as a side hustle? <laughs> cake is so versatile. Brownies. How is cake versatile? So it's literally versatile. just as much sugar as you can find. You dump it into a bowl. You add maybe two eggs and some milk. Oh, no, 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 no. Cake is versatile. Don't, don't even mention cupcakes. That's a different thing entirely, too. A cupcake is a part of the cake family. Uh, muffins are part of the cake family. Even some donuts are part of the cake family. Cake Ooh. is everywhere. Notice how you said part of the cake family, but not cakes. So it doesn't count. It is cake. You're not picking the whole genus of cake, okay? Do we have where <laughs> do we need a scientist to back me up? Like what's going on? Yeah, Mark the tiebreaker. <laughs> I gotta side with Chris on this one. I'm Damn just it. That. <laughs> laughing the entire time. But yeah, I don't know. Like I, I like cakes because like I go to cakes as like a specified dessert. Like I don't need like the fact that there is both sweet and savory pies throws me off. Like I go to pie like I prefer like the sweeter pies anyways, but like if I need a savory dish, I can just eat a savory dish. I don't like need to find that in a pie. And like the sweet cakes are way better than the sweet pie. So like for me it's a cake no brainer. Um interesting. Hey, think think of it like this. If you want to get all freaky deaky with your woman come Valentine's Day, are you saying, Hey baby, let's have some of the savory pie? No. <laughs> no, you said. I mean, you, you want some yeah. of this cake? <laughs> I already have it lined up, dude. I'm nah. getting a cherry pie, and I'm playing the song "Cherry Pie." No, nah, that means if you're if you're giving her cherry pie, she's my cherry pie. That's the reason why you haven't been laid in like three months. <laughs> All right, Chris. The last question that I have for you here is: Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Uh, or like a song that you just know all the words to. I do, I do, I do, I do. It's uh, Change Is Gonna Come by uh, Sam Cooke. Classic. It's a classic. Heck yeah, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. uh, believing a thing called Love by the Darkness. That's my go-to. I like to just belt it out. Good fun. That's a good song. That's a good song. Great song. Um, what's my go-to? It used to be Since You've Been Gone uh, by Kelly Clarkson, because that's a really good one. Um, but I think... Recently, everybody wants to rule the world. Is like another good one that I feel like just a lot of people know the words to, so it's a lot more fun. Um, but you know, there's always there's so many good karaoke songs. Any song that's like popular and that people know the words to, you can always just throw on. I feel like that's usually my go-to. True. Oh yeah. Right on. Uh, well, Chris, I am super excited to talk to you and learn a little bit more about uh, karaoke singing and just uh, your skin, your singing chops in general. I was just going to ask you sort of as a way of getting into it, um, if you could just talk me through uh, some of your experience with the world of karaoke singing and competitive karaoke singing, um, and maybe just like how long you've been doing it for and how you got into it. Sure. Um, I've been singing karaoke for years, uh, just as fun, you know, just uh, as fun with friends and, you know, friends who used to sing in church and, you know, you want to get out and sing together, you can go hit up some karaoke, have some fun, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, from that, I kind of got into uh, doing karaoke competitions. Um, and that was an eye opener because it's totally different than just going out to a bar and having fun and uh, just singing whatever. It's, it kind of becomes um, a little more strategic. Um, not to say that it's not fun because it is fun as well. But there's a lot more that uh, goes along with it than just going out and singing whatever. Totally. Um, so at what at what age were you, I guess, like transitioning from singing church and like singing with like family, but potentially like going to sing in bars and like maybe like pursuing it um, a little bit more seriously? Uh, man, I didn't start singing uh, like at karaoke bars until I was probably maybe... I'd say like 27-ish. Mm-hmm. The most of it would just be like, we'd have like a whole bunch of friends come over and we'd just sing acapella, you know, my place or their place or whatever. But uh, I'd say maybe like the 27 started, uh, you know, experiencing the karaoke world, which is really cool. And it's really cool. It's like a sort of like a tight-knit group of people. And there's a lot of folks that kind of make the rounds to the the local karaoke uh, hubs, so Mm. to speak. So different bars, different nights, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, you get to go out and express yourself, sing. There's really no judgment. And, uh, you know, everyone's just rooting for everyone else and just having some good fun. Plus, it's a great way to pick up ladies. Hey, all right. Right on. Well, I mean, back in the day, back in the day, I am am a, a very happy man in a relationship with a woman i love i love you baby <laughs> I, I mean bold of you to think that she's gonna listen to this podcast very few was, people listen to was, it. hey you never know you never know but uh no i mean it was a great way to socialize make new friends and uh just get out there oh yeah um so i gotta ask like i you know i like to sing karaoke every now and then like we all like to do it. it's a fun activity like what made you go from doing it sort of casually and doing it with your friends to taking it seriously and thinking oh like this is something that like i want to compete in or like i want to take more seriously well uh actually a friend of mine basically uh said that i should go check out this karaoke competition and i was like no i don't want to do competition i just want to mm. you know just sing for me so we went to this um it was Boston Pizza Idol in Mississauga a couple couple years back. It's a while ago. And it's only pizza-themed songs, right? Uh, no. You can <laughs> sing whatever you want. Oh, really? Is Simon, Cowell, <laughs> is Simon Cowell also a judge on Boston Pizza Idol, or is it only American? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't enter the competition then. So what had happened was at the end of the competition for the night, they have, like, tryouts or, you know, when people go to to see if they can make it onto the uh, the into the actual competition. I waited until everything was over, and then after that, they had regular karaoke. And then I just went up and I sang, and one of the ladies who was a manager at Boston Pizza, she came out of the, the, uh, the bathroom, and she was like, who's singing? And then she came up to me, she's like, you have to enter this competition. And I was like, okay. So what right you're on. saying is you're a little bitch then. Is that what you're saying? You didn't have the balls to sing in the Jesus. competition? Tyler, he's our fucking guest, man. And a, woman, and a woman post shit had to say, listen, you could do it. Tyler, Tyler, take it easy, please. Listen, no. listen you know, you have to listen to women post shit. Yeah, you, that's fair. You have to. You have to. That's fair. 
Mark, I've I've been saving this up, man. I can't talk to your guests like this. I can talk to my <laughs> guests like this. You you let me have this one. Just gonna say we're ten minutes into our interview and you're already shitting all over Chris. Oh, Jesus. Man. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's fantastic that you're able to get scouted, because I feel like that just speaks to the talent that you have that someone literally could walk out of a bathroom, post shit, and be like, that, that guy's gotta perform. <laughs> Um, like after that initial encounter, did you find that it was easier to like continue competing or were you just like, oh, okay, like that's a one and done? Um, I would have to say that after I did that one, I kind of didn't do anything, uh, the, the next year after that, because <laughs> I didn't really know the, the lay of the land with these competitions because they're all different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them are just like in-house, um, like with Boston Pizza, it could be sponsored by like Metalworks or other places like that. So you don't really know the background of some of the judges. Do they sing? Do they, you know, what kind of music do they like? Or even starting, it's like, what kind of song should I sing to get, uh, you know, crowd appreciation or to get the crowd uh, going or on my <laughs> side because you could go up there and sing songs that you really love and you know you should sing songs that you really love but then again you also have to look at it that it's also a competition so you're competing and you have to try to entertain right so I didn't really grasp that uh, that much and uh, maybe I was a resistance resistant against it so mm-hmm. I didn't compete after that and then the next year I kind of went back in and did a little bit here, did a did a competition over here. Just, you know, because I was starting to enjoy it. Right, yeah. yeah. When you when you pick your songs, do you try to appeal to the crowd? Do you try to appeal to the judges? Do you pick a song that can show a, a certain range? Do you pick one off the radio? How does that work? Well, you definitely want to showcase your range, especially if you have, um, if you do have a good vocal range, you do want to showcase it to you know, show you your prowess. Um, you definitely want to sing songs that you uh, identify with, that mean something to you. And that being said, just because a song means something to you doesn't really mean that it might be a banger for for an audience. Because I've seen <laughs> some people who really love like show tunes, and they come and they sing show tunes for karaoke competition, and <laughs> they may have a like an amazing voice but show tunes are not all of them are best suited for a competition you know so mm-hmm. sometimes you want to pick stuff that you know will be like a crowd pleaser but then again you also have to be able to get into that song as well um you mentioned the judges and kind of trying to appeal to both the crowd and the judges how do they perform how do they judge your performance is are there- uh-huh. Good question. Yeah. Now, sometimes you don't even like sometimes it's it's totally different. Like it they go strictly off of audience reaction, right? So the more people that scream and cheer, they go off of that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's bullshit. I could just fill the crowd. Exactly. The, that could be totally bullshit. And people have come and brought like their two hundred cousins and stacked the audience and uh. you know, they may not be the best singer. But mm-hmm. because that's what they're judging it off of, like crowd uh, reaction, then that person basically wins, right? Um, other times it's more of a breakdown where they, they, they look at what you're wearing, they look at your stage presence, they're listening to your vocal quality, 
uh, they're listening to how well you sang the song, I guess, in comparison to the original, if they know it. And they're also they're also judging you on um, charisma, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and basically just overall showmanship, the whole package really in some in some uh, organizations that that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a whole the whole performance performer. So the suit, the shoes, the choreography, you know, stage presence, how good your your voice is, how well you use it. And and the obviously the song that you pick. And do you know the criteria going in or no? Uh, with some of them, yes, you do know the criteria. Um, they break it down like the really professional ones. They break it down. They show you what the uh, what everything is. What the the, the percentage of uh, points go to. You get so mm-hmm. many points for this. You get so many points for that. X, Y, and Z, and all that jazz. Um, so, are there genres I guess that like people know as are like some genres are cult classics. Like when I think back to my experience singing karaoke, you're just like witnessing it. Like if I have to hear Don't Stop Believing by Journey one more time, like I will just give up on the entire domain of karaoke. Like do people continually get points for just like playing the classics or do you get more points for like that diversity? Like I said, it totally depends on the organization and it totally depends on the judges. Like true, I'll, I'll tell you this, like everybody knows Whitney Houston's, right? classic Celine Dion right mm-hmm. so if somebody hops up there and they're singing a Celine Dion song so the thing about it is with most of these competitions these judges have heard people trying to sing Whitney Houston songs and Celine Dion songs and and you know other Michael Jackson songs and things like that so what it comes down to is like you really have to be so good at singing that song you have to own it and either do it like you have to do it justice. Either you sing just as good or try to do something, you know, a little different that makes it stand out because they're going to they're gonna be like, oh, gosh. So what? Someone else is singing. I will love you again. OK, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. that could work against you picking like a really popular song like that if you don't nail it. Mm-hmm. So or it could work in your, your favor. So it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and can you get good enough that you can't do karaoke anymore will you be denied if you start to make money off of your singing voice it totally depends on the organization that's mm. like whoever's like running the, the the karaoke uh event some of them are very uh they're very serious about that saying like you know if you basically sing for a living and that's all you do then we don't want you competing against Uh, individuals who are just doing it as a hobby right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally uh tyler question for you when was the last time you sang karaoke yeah and what did you sing honestly that's a great question i don't know that i've done it in toronto i whoa the last time that i repetitively like sang karaoke you know most saturday nights was when i was over in alberta and i had a few songs that i would sing and one of them of course was i believe in a thing called love i try oh i I made the mistake, my friend and I, of singing um, Ignition Part 2. Not the remix to Ignition, Ignition <laughs> Part 2. What a load of shit. There's a part two? <laughs> no, no, no. The song that you know is the remix to Ignition Part 2, I believe. But there's not the remix. It's a completely different song. It's a slow song. My buddy and I were psyched. We're ready to go. And the music starts. And we were just 
trying to sing and we were apologizing consistently. It was <laughs> it was rough. It was Sounds rough. Uh, that that makes me think too. Chris, do you have any ho- karaoke horror stories? Horror stories. Um, hmm. No, I don't really have any horror stories. I Great. Mean, next I, question. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've seen some people crash and burn hard, like hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you feel for them. It's just like, oh man, especially when you're in a room of like 400 people or like close to a thousand people mm-hmm. been practicing and practicing and you just crash and burn. It's not a good feeling. No. Yeah. And that's why singing with your friends is great because you can just have a couple beers and it's ignorance is bliss. I have a couple of videos on my phone of buddies singing and it's just so bad, but they're so far gone. They don't care. <laughs> it's the whole point. I mean, it's on you to not be recording them. It's supposed to be a safe space, Tyler. <laughs> Man, Mark, do you remember the last time you sang karaoke? Uh, yeah, I do. I So I have a bunch of friends who are Korean, and they really love singing karaoke. So we used to go up near Young and Finch. There's a bunch of, like, clubs or, like, karaoke rooms there. Um, but it's a different experience than what most people have experienced because from what I've heard from friends, they, like, get up on a stage, and there's, like, a karaoke box or there's a live band, and it's more of a communal thing. Whereas my experience with karaoke has been more private, where you're like locked into a room and you can just like scream at the top of your lungs, which is how I sing essentially. Yeah, that's very true. I did actually do karaoke in Korea, and it was like that too—very secluded and yeah, know, locked off. Which I don't know if it's good or bad, because like you feel more confident like when you're in that room, like it's it's easier to like get up there and start singing, but. I don't know, part of the fun of karaoke, just like embarrassing yourself with people. So like getting up on that stage, which I have done like once or twice, is also kind of fun because it's more of like a bonding thing. Yeah, and people watching. That too. That too. Uh, I will say the one thing that I fucking hate is doing karaoke in like a corporate setting, which I've done a couple times because no oh, one man. wants to do it. No one wants to be there. <laughs> That's the last time I did karaoke. Was that a Thai wedding? My buddy Lay's <laughs> wedding in Thailand. They love white people over there, and there are probably only about eight to ten at this wedding of a couple hundred Thai people. And I made the mistake of being like, yeah, I'll sing a song, sure. So I sang I Believe in a Thing Called Love, and they loved it. Can we hear it? And I to walk away. No, we can't hear it, Chris. Um, And then uh, they're like, another one, another one. And I didn't have anything in the chamber for later. So I'm like, okay. I remember one of my co-teachers when I was teaching in Thailand, she loved Country Roads. So I was like, yeah, sure, bring that one up. And so I tried with the accent, you know, country roads, (laughs) take me home. So I went with like the accent and I tried for it. And I was kind of embarrassed, but people were loving it. They were a few beers deep. So that was, yeah. (laughs) Classic. Mm -hmm. What a great song to do karaoke to, too. Like, oh, God, just belt that in the car, too. Like, (laughs) such an easy one. West Virginia. Yeah. And, uh. I remember from the Kingsman to too. That voice though. Sorry, that voice is buttery, man. No, I can't believe it's not butter because it ain't butter, buddy. <laughs> Pure butter right there. I appreciate it. Bottom me up. All right. Uh, well, Chris, we've talked a lot to you today about karaoke, and I've personally learned a lot. Um, I just wanted to ask you one final question, which is just, um, you know, you've given us some great advice today. If you have any advice to anybody who's maybe new in the field of karaoke singing or just singing in general. Um, or maybe if you have any advice that you wish someone had told you when you were just starting out, sort of what that would be? Uh, I would say do songs that you are confident about first. 
because going up there and trying to do something you've never done before, uh, depending on what type of person you are, you know, it might scar you. <laughs> it might scar you. So do do you know do do some nice easy songs first, and and you know work your way into it, and then build up, and you know take some lessons, man. Learn how to sing. Learn how to use your tool. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, for sure. Perfect. Uh, well, Chris, uh, thank you again for coming on today to talk to us about karaoke singing. This was a blast. Before we leave off, uh, we do have one final game that we play. Uh, it's called Bad Vice. Essentially what this is, is we just find random questions on the internet that we try to give genuine advice to, even though the questions are usually just a bunch of random bullshit. Um, it's a ton of fun, <laughs> that being said. Uh, so let me just pull up one question that we have here. All right, Chris, we have a question for you here. Comes from an anonymous user. They ask, I am concerned that my son's school is teaching about a round earth without teaching other viewpoints. How can I check the curriculum of this school to research the best options? So very interesting question. Again, this is one that we get all the time, just constantly. But essentially, there's a parent who's concerned that their son is learning that the earth is round. How would you yeah. go about that? Uh, uh, sorry, Mark, can I just just talk to you for a second over over here off to the side? Um, yeah, sorry, yeah, Chris, uh, give me one uh, second. Yeah, just one second, Chris. Um, yeah, Chris is a flat earther. This may not be a good topic to discuss. Oh, um, shit. Do you want to just kind of see what happens or? Is it too late to... Uh, he's already heard, he's already heard the question. We can't, we can't really... I guess let's just power through, just, right? Yeah. yeah, just keep that in mind. Okay, let's just... Okay, okay. I'll, I'll keep it cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, yeah. So um, what, what Mark was saying... Um, uh, the round earth curriculum. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like my advice or just my thoughts on it? Your, your advice. What would you give the advice to this parent who wants to know? Okay. I would say, listen, you should just be focusing on that little Johnny learn how to read first. <laughs> Make sure that Good little point. Johnny know how to read, spell, do arithmetic, all that stuff. Then you can worry mm -hmm. about what earth is flat, what is round. Who cares, man? You ain't going to fall off the earth unless you fall off a cliff or a mountain. But really, does it really matter? Just go out, learn, get your paper, get some, uh, get, I was going to say bitches. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> get those yep. two. Get those two. Yep. <laughs> do what you got to do. Who cares if it's round or flat? Well, that was a very uneventful answer. I would say it would be a great <laughs> idea for you as a parent to um, set up like a half an hour flat earth um, like presentation and come into your kid's school and provide alternative science for the kids. Yes, and I, yes. I, I, as a kid, I loved it when my parents just came in and really pushed their viewpoints on myself and my friends. And my, I, I got to stop you right there. I don't think you're allowed to come into schools because that's 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 uh yeah that's that's not cool there's no walk-ins no, do walk-ins don't come in wow what's um, wrong with you looks like uh mr literal showed up 40 minutes into the show <laughs> just in time uh what would i do i feel like if well you better not come was... into the school mark <laughs> um see like it's it's interesting because this is genuinely coming from like a place of like concern like if someone does believe that the earth isn't round they're like actually concerned that their kids being misinformed uh what to do what to do uh, you know what call i would do child protective services on myself yeah i would probably do that the yeah, first yes time. <laughs> yeah hi child protective services i have to report myself i have to report myself 
Um, I would probably homeschool my kid because here's the win-win is that I get to teach if, you know, this was me and I thought the earth was not round. I would homeschool my kid to teach them that the earth was not round and that it was flat and that, you know, you could sort of just um, walk off it if you're not careful. Um, And then the benefit of that is that my kid only has to learn my opinions and I don't even have to worry about the curriculum. Like there's no more algebra or calculus or whatever bullshit. I can just teach my kid about baseball and bubble gum and whatever the fuck I want. So. So, So let me get this straight. You would kneecap your child's entire education just to prove a point? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that getting the point across that the earth isn't round is a gateway to other important discoveries. So I think that, um, yeah, I'd sort of pull the trigger on that one. It's a no brainer. Would you provide alternative science in terms of flat earth? Are you, would you talk about domed earth as well? You know what I would do? Yes, I would. Yes to both those things. I would just, I, like, if I were to homeschool my kid, I wouldn't even teach it myself. I think Alex Jones would be the teacher. I just put on Alex Jones Infowars, like, six to eight hours of the day um and then just let the kid learn the good news um that is alex jones <laughs> they're turning the frogs gay <laughs> they're putting what the chemicals in the water they're turning the goddamn oh frogs my gay goodness. that's my kind He's, of education <laughs> what a fabulous great well we've, we've covered uh all ends of that spectrum of ridiculousness <laughs> uh well chris this was a ton of fun thank you again for coming on uh, before we leave off, just have to ask you, do you have anything that maybe you'd like to promote, uh, whether that's like a personal account or like a VO account or anything that you'd like general public to know about? Well, I have an IG. I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, get all up in this, uh, social media, but I have an IG, uh, and a Facebook, uh, fan page, the, uh, the voiceover guy, that voiceover guy. And, um, on IG, it's, uh, the McPherson project. Perfect. So please go and check that out. Um, on IG, I am at Mark.Ehrenberg. I am Tyler Herchuk VO on IG and Twitter. And you can check me out at TylerHerchuk.ca. That is T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K dot C-A. Listen to that voiceover actor voice. It's so good. Yeah, all that trailer, the, the trailer, the uh, fry. The vocal fry. TylerHerchuk.ca. <laughs> Well, that about wraps it up. Check that out. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in this episode. Please tune in next time. Yeah. See ya. See ya.